Thank you, Zach and the worship team. Uh, Zach and uh, Jeremy and some of those who are up here this week, they had a pretty busy week. Uh, they weren't, Zach wasn't the um, music director, he was the dance director this week, and uh, uh, Jeremy partnered with him. They did a lot of work on Vacation Bible School as well. Uh, Zach will get you a special parking spot this month, uh, employee of the month right there, you know. Uh, it's by the sheds over there, it's back by the sheds. So. Uh, it's great to have all of you here today, especially if you're visiting and maybe your kids participated in Vacation Bible School this week. We're grateful that you're here. Uh, grateful that your kids, that you are here and that you came to VBS this week. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, I, I love it that you're here at Bear Valley Church, and uh, you definitely have a spot here, a special spot uh, for us here at this church, and we want you here. Um, let me pray for us and just ask God's blessing on our time. God, thank you uh, for our time together. Uh, thank you for your word that guides and directs us when we are confused, which is most of the time. Uh, God, we ask that you would bless our time, help us to uh, honor you and all that we do. God, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, we're in the book of Ecclesiastes. If you want to find that in your Bible, kids, maybe you can help your parents find that. Uh, they'll, they'll help you spell it, but uh, you can help them find it in the Bible. The book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 9. And uh, <clears throat> sometimes things aren't right uh, in your life. Uh, sometimes you don't get what you want. Uh, what do you do when you don't get what you want? cry. Some, there, there are some 60-year-olds over there who said they're going to cry when they don't get what they want. Uh, yeah, sometimes we uh, uh, pitch a fit, throw a fit, uh, throw ourselves on the floor and we say, I didn't get what I wanted. Or maybe someone isn't nice to you. Uh, you wanted them to think you're great and they expressed to you that they didn't think you were that great. Uh, and so what do you do then? Uh, it's a bad day, right? It doesn't work out that well. Um, we're get, we've gotten to a passage in the book of Ecclesiastes uh, that really is a, a, a passage about joy, how to have joy. And it's going to give us four things this morning, four things uh, that will help us in where we can, places where we can find joy. And they may not seem uh, what you would seem as a joyful thing, or you might not, you're waiting for something... You're thinking it's going to be one of the points, maybe point number three or something is Disneyland or something like that. It's not. It's not. It's a very, uh, you, you would even say basic things, basic things, things that are, um, I don't want, basic is just another word that sometimes they use for boring, boring things, uh, common things, things that uh, aren't all that uh, different or exciting. And so... We're going to look for four things this morning. When things, and for those of you who are jumping into the study just for today, or this is your first time looking at the book of Ecclesiastes, I want to encourage you to read the book of Ecclesiastes. I want to encourage you to hear from God. God wrote a book. Uh, he, you know, this is his book. This is his book. And in the midst are 66 books, and this is one that is very unusual. Because it deals with really life, life down here, not, not life in heaven, 
uh, not life and really even in relationship with him, but just the best we can do down here. Uh, and this is what this book is all about. And today we are going to find four things to enjoy down here, down here. I want to confess to you, um, and if some of you may not think this is true, uh, but it is, but it is. I find it hard to be joyful. I, I struggle with being happy and joyful. And, and sometimes uh, uh, I was laughing this morning when I, I came in and the kids were practicing up here and uh, Zach was talking about the kids smiling at us. Uh, and he said, you need to smile because there's a lot of grouchy people here at Bear Valley Church. I actually, he said grouchy old people. Uh, and uh, and um, and I was like, that's good preaching right there, you know. Uh, that's preaching to the pastor. Uh, um, sometimes I get caught up uh, in just the things down here, the things. Uh, sometimes I, I struggle in my own heart. Uh, for the most part, I don't throw myself down on the floor and uh, throw a tantrum. Most, most of the time because the floor is hard and it's tough to get up from, you know. Uh, but th this idea that joy is easy to come by, uh, push that out of your mind. Push that out of your mind. Uh, for me, it's very difficult to come by. And I want to encourage you uh, this morning um, to be honest with yourself. Uh, if you're not a joyful person, if things aren't going so well, if you're struggling in your person, uh, maybe God has got you here today on this sweaty day in the middle of summer uh, to hear from Him, to hear from His Word. Um, I want to read to you, if you, you want to stand in honor of God's Word, I'd like to read to you uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, uh, verses 7 through 10. God's Word says this, Go, eat your bread with joy, and drink your wine with a merry heart. For God has already approved what you do. Let your garments be always white, and let not oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain life that He has given you under the sun. Because that is your portion in life and in your toil at, at which you toil under the sun. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol to which you are going. I'm grateful for God's Word. You may be seated. So four things uh, to enjoy or four things to find joy in. And if you haven't been here, uh, the last couple of uh, months or weeks as we have uh, gone over this passage, a few things have come out. First of all, uh, things aren't always right here in this face of this earth. Things aren't always right. And what I, what I mean by that is this, that when somebody does bad, their life doesn't always come crashing down in front of them. And when people do good, it doesn't mean that everything's good's going to come to their life. Some of us struggle with this idea. You guys good? Let's not do that again, all right? Thanks, buddy. Um, your pastor's got big eyebrows, and he's going to look at you if you do that again. 
okay? Not angry ones, just big ones, okay? Uh, if you've been here, you realize that things don't always work out right in our minds. They're not always the way it seems it should be. And that's frustrating for us. There's this idea that God would do, if someone does bad, that He would strike them down right there. And that's not necessarily true. And if people do good and try to please Him, that He would bless them with riches and everything they want. And that's not always true either, right? And so we see that uh, things aren't always right. In fact, the last passage, it talked about things aren't always right, and death awaits, and death awaits, that everyone, whether they're good or bad, uh, in the end will die. Um, And then the reoccurring theme, the reoccurring theme is that this life... uh, too much for you, huh? It's all right. My wife will take care. It's okay. It's okay. It's my wife's now. Um, so uh, as we look at this, I want you to get this. It's super important that one of the reoccurring themes that keeps coming up over and over again is life's not worth it. It's fleeting. It's it, the word they use is vain or, or meaningless. I'm looking for meaning, but I'm looking at life for meaning and I'm not finding it. And so uh, it's in this context to find things we enjoy, how to have joy in the midst of a meaningless life. And you're going, uh, this seems kind of difficult. It is, it is. And so I'm going to give to you uh, four things this morning. The first basic thing to enjoy is to enjoy your meal. Uh, verse 2, I mean, verse 7, I'm sorry. It says, go and eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart. For God has already approved what you do. Eat your bread, eat your bread. And one of the things that keeps coming up over and over, this idea of eating with joy, of, of finding joy in your bread, uh, if you've been to some of those restaurants, what's the thing they bring to you first? Bread. How much does it cost? Nothing. It, it, nothing, right? For the most part, it's nothing, right? Uh, they, uh, you know, uh, it's a filler, right? It's a filler. It's for, I, I want to say it this way. It's a poor man's meal. Bread. I remember being at... Um, uh, when I was first a junior high director down in the San Fernando Valley, I was at this family's house, and uh, these kids, these kids, they had two uh, uh, junior high kids, and they were they were grabbing handfuls of deli meat. They were just eating it, and you know they were they were eating other things out of their refrigerator. And I remember the dad coming in and say, "Eat bread, eat bread," and I thought that's a really weird thing. What is he trying to do? And it dawned on me later. Even recently, even recently, uh, eat bread. It'll be a filler for you. It's the cheap part of the meal, okay? It says, eat your bread with joy. Eat your bread with joy. Uh, It's got a picture here of enjoying, enjoying this simple meal. It connects uh, eating your bread with joy with drinking your wine with a merry heart. These two go together. Um, some of you are going, I knew this was going to be a good day. 
wine tasting at Bear Valley Church, right? Uh, wine goes great with everything, right? Wine and art. Wine and goats. Uh, wine with anything, right? It, it sounds like a great idea. I want to I cause you to take a step back in the Scripture, especially in the Old Testament. Uh, wine was just watered down grape juice that was old, okay? Uh, this was not even as good as the two-buck chuck stuff, okay? Uh, some of you don't know what that is, and that's okay. Okay, uh, um, the, the idea here is not fine wine paired with the right bread, okay? The idea here is simply to have a meal with food and drink. And the idea is enjoying that simple meal. And it says uh, to follow this up that God has already approved what you do. Uh, some read that and they say, oh, so it doesn't matter what I do. God has already approved it. If you look back uh, to verse 1 in chapter 9, you see that uh, as he was writing about the, the coming death, he says this, uh, he speaks of being righteous and wise, righteous and wise. And really the context of this is that you're doing what God wants you to do and you're applying what He would want you to do to the future. I want to tell you, kids who are here today, uh, kids, listen up. I want to tell you, uh, if you listen to God, it's good for you. If you if, your life will be simple. It'll be simple if you just think, what would God want me to do right now? What would God want me to do? Not what do my friends want me to do. Not what, what is everybody else doing. And not even what I want to do. If I do what God wants me to do, it'll be good. And I want to tell you that that's the life. That's the life that God has already approved. If your life is about uh, desiring to do what God wants you to do and applying His wisdom to all your future events, I want to tell you, that's the good life for you. And that's the life, by the way, that he has approved. That he says, yes, that's what you were made for. That's what you're supposed to be doing. I want to tell you as you sit down to this basic meal, to know that uh, you're doing what God wants you to do and you're sharing it. It doesn't matter how great the meal or how uh, insignificant or even basic the meal is. You can find joy in that meal. Won't last very long, right? You'll probably get hungry again. Some of you are saying, I'm hungry right now. Uh, a basic meal. That was number one. Number two, enjoy getting dressed up. Enjoy getting dressed up. But I know, kids, that sounds pretty hard, right? The idea of getting dressed up, you're like, I don't like to get dressed up. Uh, getting dressed up for me is just a clean t-shirt. Uh, and sometimes I prefer the dirty shirt, right? Um, it's interesting, uh, kids, our clothing represents who we are. It tells something uh, to others about us. Um, it, it represents our style, right? It, it's, it's who we are. Um, and in this passage, in this verse, it says this, uh, let your garments be always white. Let your garments be, be always white. Um, what uh, If you think about the Middle East where the, the Bible was written, uh, it's very hot. It's 
probably hot like uh, our area right here. And even if you go out into the desert, even hotter, right? Uh, what is the clothing that you want to wear outside when it's super hot? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that one, right? Uh, strike that from the record. We'll keep going, right? Uh, I, I was out at uh, Four Island Lake for July 4th. I was wearing a black t-shirt and somebody commented, said, how can you wear that black t-shirt today? And I'm like, oh, I didn't think about it. I didn't think about being outside. The picture here is white. Um, some would say it's purity. I, I'm not sure that you can take it that far. But it's the idea of joyful clothing. Joyful clothing. It, it's the idea of nice and joyful clothing. Not expensive. Not expensive. But clothing that represents uh, joy. Joy. Um, it's sad. It's sad. But there are some people, and maybe you've slipped into this, that you look at your clothing and you say, oh, that, that clothing's way too happy for me. I, I want to let people know that I'm feeling kind of drab inside, so I'm not going to wear that. I'm going to go kind of dark. I'm going to go dark. Or purposefully slobbish. I, purpo- I, I don't feel good on the inside. So I'm going to go for the look on the outside, too. I don't care. In fact, I, I, I kind of want to portray myself as discouraged, as dark, as unhappy, like I just rolled out of bed. He says, let your garments always be white. He, he also goes on to say, he, he speaks of an oil, an anointing of oil, and uh, let your let, let not your oil be lacking on your head. It's the idea that um, if I could say it this way, uh, in biblical times, the oil was the deodorant of the day. Uh, it was the smell good stuff. It was the idea of of presenting yourself. It's the idea of getting dressed up, not to go work out in the field but to go and to be and to present yourself in a time of feasting. And he says this, he says this, let, uh, he, he talks about enjoying a meal, but also enjoy getting dressed up. Enjoy the, the idea of, of as you, God gives you and what he gives you to put it on and to, to, to fix yourself up and to say yes. Uh, God has done a good work inside. God has granted me things that I might let that be seen on the outside, okay? So enjoying a meal and enjoying getting dressed up. Number three, you with me, Wes? Okay. Number three, we go down to God's Word um, in verse 9, and it says this, Enjoy life with the wife whom you love. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love. Uh, now there's, I've been talking about signs, right? There's a good sign right there, right? You could make that really cute and put it in your kitchen and it'd be great, right? Uh, don't just stop right there, right? Did you read the next couple of lines? Let, Let me, let me just, let me just talk about enjoying your wife. It's the idea of this, that as, as you Grow up, kids, 
Don't get married when you're in third grade. It's a bad deal. You'd pick the wrong one. It's like picking a kickball team at that phase of life, right? She can kick really good and she's fast, you know. Um, but um, as, as you grow up, it's the idea of finding a wife, finding a wife, and choosing a wife, and agreeing to marriage, and then loving marriage, and then loving it. Um, what a simple, basic, but important thing to do. As you consider this, um, enjoy your wife, or for wives, enjoy your husband. Now, some of you wives are sitting there right now, well, wait a minute. Uh, you don't know my husband. Yeah, I do. I know some of your husbands. I realize that's a tall order. Um, it, it is not, once again, I, I don't want to bring too many connections, okay? Uh in verse 7, it says, go eat the basic meal, right? I want to say this, ladies. Go love the basic husband, right? Um, it, it's, it's interesting. The, the picture here is this. It says, enjoy, the, uh, enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain life. That life is uh, fleeting and empty and meaningless. And as, really, the way to get through this is to enjoy the wife that you have. Enjoy the partner that you've been blessed with. For you to uh, grab that partner and, and, and hold them close and walk through life together. It's so hard when you read that. You say, you say I, I want to... Enjoy life with the wife whom you love and all the days of your awesome and amazing and, uh, um, you know, fairy tale-like life. I want to tell you, there are no fairy tales. And marriage is difficult. There are days that are hard. There's selfishness and pride in every marriage. There's disappointment and rejection. And yet, uh, a key to life down here is to enjoy life with the wife whom you love. Rebecca and I, um, a week from Monday, a week from Monday, so today is like 24 and 51 weeks. No, 50 weeks and 6 days, okay? that we've been married. The hard math problem there. Next, uh, what I'm trying to say is next week, uh, next Monday, a week from Monday, we'll celebrate our 25th wedding anniversary. Um, thanks, buddy. Um, so I, I do a lot of premarital counseling, and it's always a funny deal. Like I sit there, and they walk in, and and I go, what do you want to talk about? And they say, I don't know. And they're like, what do you want to say? And I say, I don't know. You know, <laughs> what's to say? You don't know the questions. I'm not sure I have the answers, you know. Uh, there's this thing that goes on that as you come together in marriage, that you choose to love one another, that you commit to loving one another. The marriage vows are very important. 
in sickness and in health. Some of you know about that, right? Sickness and in health. Some of you know about the idea, till death do us part. Um, it doesn't say in there, kids, the marriage vows aren't till you make me ha- mad. As long as you make me happy. By the way, some of us can't be made happy, right? Doesn't matter what you do. This is the picture of marriage. It's not about uh, everyone being awesome all the time and that they're everything I want all the time. It is that we choose to love one another. And joy is not found in everything being okay. Joy is found enjoying the wife or the husband that God has blessed you with. Enjoy your wife. Um, as, as you look at this, it's in the midst. It's being connected in marriage. It, it, it's in the midst of what? Uh, look, look at the Bible. What does it say? It says, in the, uh, this, uh, all the days of your vain life He has given you under the sun. That's what it is, under the sun, right? It's life down here. Uh, God's given you a life partner. He's given you one to, if you're married today, He's given you one to uh, walk this path with under the sun. And he says that this is your portion in life. This is what I have given you. This is what I have entrusted to you. God gave your wife or your husband to you. It's your portion. And that portion is meant to be had and loved through the hard days of life, through your work that you're going to do. So number three is love your wife. Love your wife. Enjoy your wife. Number four, uh, verse 10, enjoy your work, enjoy your work. Um, what's your worst subject in school? The one that hate, you hate most? Math. Math. I was hoping somebody would say that. Can I get an amen, anybody? Amen. Uh, math, English, creative writing. Ugh. Creative writing. Just write what's on your mind. This is stupid. You know, uh, I, you know, uh, I'll just leave it at that. I got other thoughts too, but you probably don't want to hear those either. Uh, there's things that you're not going to like, like, but as you look to God's word, what does it say? Uh, th- this is th- this is a super important point. Verse ten: Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might, for there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol to which you are going. Do it with all your might. Give your whole heart to the work that God gives you. If you find yourself in math class, you might as well go for it. If you find yourself having a job where you're digging a ditch out in the hot sun or weed whacking, you might as well go for it. Why? Because this is where God has you. Do it with all your might. Give yourself to it. Now, to be half-hearted, to be half-hearted seems like the good thing to do. And when somebody says, well, why didn't you do this? Or why are you being lazy about this? Or, well, I don't like it. Makes sense. It's obvious. It's connected. Kids, when your parents tell you to go clean your room, have any of your parents ever told you to clean your room? Oh. Pastor Kevin did not like cleaning his room. Didn't happen very often either. Uh, but that idea that says, oh, 
I'm just going to kind of do the sloth thing. Some of you went to VBS and you do the sloth thing and the sloth. Like you think that's your safety mechanism, just moving slow. Like, you know, maybe they won't be able to see me. I'm moving very, and they say, you're not doing anything. Oh, yes, I am. I'm a sloth. Um, Part of who I am. I I, want to tell you that sounds like a good deal to do. And some of us in our minds, we say this, I'm saving my energy. I'm saving my energy. Because there's going to be something good eventually, and I'm saving my energy for that. I want to tell you, you're saving your energy for nothing. For nothing. That God wants us to expend our energy. I struggle with this. I struggle with this idea that says, oh, if it's something I don't like to do, I'll just be half-hearted about it. God says, no, enjoy your work. Enjoy your work. Give it all you got. Do it with all your might. And why? For there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol talking about the grave to which you are going. Sometimes we waste our life. We waste our life saving energy. And you got to ask the question, if you're saving your energy, what are you saving it for? Because there better be a good reason, right? Because that we are, I appreciate it, you're with me, I appreciate that. Uh, that we are to enjoy our work. And, and I want to tell you, uh, there's enjoyment in all kinds of work. Even, that, even cleaning the room, be honest, as you, you, you clean your room and as you take a step back, you go, well, that looks pretty good. Sense of satisfaction. There's enjoyment can be found in all kinds of work in this life. I want to give you a few things. I realize I've gone long, kids. You could tell your kids about this, this day. You had to sit in big church for a very long time. The bald guy was sweating and all this stuff. A few things I want to tell you. A few things I want to tell you about these four things. About these four things. These four things. Self-indulgence and excess will never satisfy you. Some of you say, well, yeah, I love eating, love eating. I'm just going to eat everything that I want to see. That everything that my eyes go, I'm just going to eat as much as I want. I want to tell you, that will not satisfy. That will not leave you in joy. That'll leave you not feeling well that day and depressed long term. Some of you say, well, I, you know, hey, pastor talked about alcohol. I'm, I'm in on that church. I'm in on that church. I want to tell you. Some of you, when you think of wine, you say, I can't get through the day without wine. I want to tell you, that's not true. And that's not what the scripture teaches. If you uh, have a glass of wine with your meal, that's something. But if you have to have two or three or four, the whole bottle, I want to tell you, that's the wrong deal. And that will not leave you feeling joyful. That'll leave you feeling empty. When you come back to your senses, it will leave you feeling empty. And there will be more meaninglessness in your life because of it. As you consider even uh, your clothing, and and some of you say, well, you know, I I, I love the idea of having a lot of clothes, and so I buy a lot of stuff, and that will make me happy. No, it won't. It'll leave you broke. Uh, It's the grand ripoff. It's the grand ripoff. It says that this is going to make you happy. If it really made you happy, you wouldn't have to buy something after, right? 
excess and indulgence will not leave you happy or joyful. I want to tell you that in your marriage, some of you say, well, you know, I, I find enjoyment in my marriage and I, I, I'm no longer enjoying it, so I need to upgrade or, or toss one to the side or do something else. I need to somehow, I want to tell you that's not what the Scripture teaches. The Scripture teaches that as He blessed you with a wife, as He blessed you with a husband, for you to love them, to enjoy them, to find your uh, fulfillment in them. As you consider your work, some of you say, well, I love my work. I love my work. Your work is not to bury yourself in. It's to go to work, to work hard at work, and then go home. Love your wife. Love your husband. Love your kids. It's not to be a workaholic. Your satisfaction and meaning in life are not connected to your job. Your job is just some way to provide for you. And if you could do it another way, closer to home, do it, okay? I want to tell you that this is not for us to indulge in and to have excess in. A few things. You know, I'm going to leave these for another day. Two weeks from now. RJ is going to be preaching next week. I'm going to be gone. Two weeks from now, I'm going to hit this passage again. I want to talk about it a little bit more. Please join with me in prayer. Father God, thank you for the blessings in this life. Thank you for this children who are here today. Thank you for giving us joy and granting us place, occupation, things to do, ways to find joy here under the sun. God, help us to find our hope in you and find the answers of this life what you have said, not what uh, popular culture or friends and family or whoever has said. God, do your work in us. Grow your church. Honor yourself today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being here today. You are dismissed.